Do you want me to count down? Three, two, one, go. Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of Joe Picks an NFL Team, where we are going to go through the Cleveland Browns. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Good. Very good. I've been working all day, installing a door. <laughs> no. It's a lot. You got a lot going on. You know, Dan, I got to tell you, I have been excited for the last few days to talk about the Cleveland Browns. I know that uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't think the Browns are the exciting team, but I'll tell you the thing I'm most excited about is I feel like this episode is really the true first real episode of our podcast because uh, in it I get to reveal the um, the huge lack of knowledge I have of any other NFL team other than the Chargers. So wow. this is really the first this is really the first episode where I feel like you're going to be educating me on a team that I know really next to nothing about. Well. I, you know, for me, it's an educational process as well. I'm researching these teams. I can't say I knew the most about the Cleveland Browns, but this uh, was the first week that, or the first episode where we've actually had viewer feedback. And one of our Joe Pick super fans, Tony, has provided a lot of additional juicy information that's going to come out in the various categories. Nice. And for nice. any of our other listeners, if you'd like, you can go to our website, joepickspod.com, and there you'll see our email address, nfl at joepickspod.com, where you also can submit any feedback you want, or when we, at the end of this episode, pick the next team, which we're going to do randomly. If you have any thoughts, you feel free to send them in, and we will probably mention them on here, because... <laughs> Any I mean, <laughs> let's, let's be honest, we will definitely mention them on here. There's a 100% <laughs> chance if you send something, we will mention it. It could be completely unrelated to me, to picking a team, to football, to podcasting. If you send it, we'll read it. We're going to end up reading spam a lot, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Wait, so Dan, Dan, I think we need to start off the way we always start off. Uh, can you tell me about the drink that we're drinking today? Yeah, so this drink is actually uh, has a little story, which is, Paul Brown, who was the original head coach of the Cleveland Browns and, in fact, the namesake of the Cleveland Browns, which is the only NFL team named after a person. It's named after a person. I That's right. had no idea. Paul Brown. He forbade his players. Why, why did they not call them the Cleveland Pauls? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You have right, to, right, it was a right, different world ahead. back go then. <laughs> he prohibited his players from drinking, told them not to smoke in public, and made them wear coats and ties on every road trip and told them they were not allowed to have sex after Tuesday night during the season. He was a very rigid wow. coach. And so wow. we could not go to the Browns themselves to find a drink because the whole team, you know, it's, this, it's based on this man who uh, forbade drinking. But we were able to go to a place where drinking does happen a lot, and that is Brown University. So we are drinking the drink of Brown University, also called a Brownonian, which is whiskey, sweet vermouth, and bitters. All right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, that's fascinating. I'm going to take a sip of this. I'm going to try this Brownonian. Oh, all right. All right. That's interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to let it sink in for a bit before I give you my official verdict on the Brunonian. I know. Well, it's, uh, it's last on the list. I'll say when I made it, I had to go get sweet vermouth. I went to the liquor store and said, could I have sweet vermouth? And the guy said, uh, I don't know what sweet vermouth is. I don't drink. 
And this is this is this is the salesperson at the liquor store. That's correct. Uh, so wow. I'm fairly sure they did not have sweet vermouth, but you know they have the whole wall of stuff. So I had to then go to the supermarket to get it. But I'm pleasantly surprised. I actually thought sweet vermouth would taste terrible, but this drink I actually uh, think is pretty pretty drinkable. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. I gotta, you know, let me try a little bit more of it, then I'll give you my verdict. All right, on to let's let's get into the stuff. And for our right. huge super fans, which we know there are many of you out there, last week. We did number one, we don't want a team that's too bad. Number two, we don't want a team that's too good. We're changing the whole everything this week. Everything about number one and two. Number one. We're blowing up, we're blowing up the whole system. It's gone. We've gotten great feedback from our super fans. And, you know, we're just going to give the people what they want. So number one is now going to be we want a team that's not too good or too bad. We're combining them. And number two is now what does Joe think about the division, which... We'll get into that once we start talking about number two, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about number one, so let's just jump right into it. The Cleveland, let's go. I'm ready, Dan. Cleveland Browns, team that is too good and too bad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. last week in, in our long recurring series, I ask you, are they in the top third, middle third, or bottom third for win percentage, playoff uh, times making the playoffs, and playoff wins? This is not going to be interesting because the Cleveland Browns, are in the bottom third for all of them. And there's no surprise if you don't know I that. I thought you were going to let me guess, and I was really excited that I was going to get one right. No, we're not even doing that. It's too stupid, too easy. So this week, we're throwing out that for this team, and we have a new game. And this game is, I am going to read you four statements about the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Two of them are true. Two of them I, are false. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read two, all four two, of them. Two are true and two are false. I'm going to read all four of them, and our, our okay. super fans at home play yourself (laughs) okay okay this is great so don't answer until i read all four i'm going to read all four just so you can internalize them then i'm going to go one by one tell me if it's true or if it's false okay so the browns just for a little basic history uh in 1996 does not go down smooth okay go ahead wait till number 12 uh in 1996 uh they moved to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Ravens and there was no team for two seasons or three seasons, whatever. And they came back in 1999. So all of these statistics, or at least the first three are since the Browns came back as a team. Okay. Number one. Okay. Current Browns. Got it. Okay. Number one. Since 1999, the Browns have the worst winning percentage in the National Football League. Worst winning percentage since 1999. Okay. Two, since 1999, the Browns have had the number one pick in the NFL draft more times than any other team. Okay. Number three, since 1999, the Browns have never made the playoffs. <laughs> number okay. four, the last time the Browns won a playoff game, Bill Belichick was their head coach. All right. I am going to say. So that's... once you've internalized them, all right, we're going to go one by one. Since 1999, the Browns have the worst winning percentage in the league. True or false? I believe that is true. Number two. Since 1999, the Browns have had the number one pick in the NFL draft more times than any other team. Uh, yes, I also believe that's true. So, okay. Number three. I think, I think the first two are true and the second two are false. Since 1999, they have never made the playoffs. So, yeah. false. False. Number four. The last time the Browns won a playoff game, Bill Belichick was their head coach. Also false. All right, Joe. You got two out of four correct. Since 1999, the Browns have the worst winning percentage in the league. You said true. 
You are correct. They have the worst winning percentage in the league, and it's actually by far. <laughs> Number three, since 1999, they have never made the playoffs. You said that was false, and that's true. They've made the playoffs twice. Now, what you were wrong was, in fact, it is true that the last time the Browns won a playoff game, Bill Belichick was their head coach. In I'm surprised by that because he got fired. I assume that he wouldn't have won a playoff game. I know. It's in 1994. Bill Belichick coached them. I believe they went 11 and 5 or something or 9 and 7. I don't know. I should actually have the stats up, but I don't. Anyways, he won. They actually won the playoff game against the New England Patriots, of all people. And uh, since 1999, the Browns have had the number one pick in the draft more times than any other team. This is false. And this is also really interesting because the Browns have the worst winning percentage in the league by far. But every year they manage to win like four or five games every time. So they've had the number one pick in the draft twice and they will have it coming up this year. But Houston Texans have had the number one pick three times. So the Browns are so bad that they're not even good at getting the first pick. Exactly. They have the worst winning percentage in the league, but they... They actually, the only two times they had the number one pick were in 1999 and 2000 in a row. And then they haven't had the number one pick until this year, even though in that span, they've had the worst winning percentage of the league. And it's not close. They've had the worst winning percentage by <laughs> far. It's, it's incredible. All right. So uh, that, that, that's some interesting information. And, you know, you think that the one... The one consolation as a fan, if you're losing all these games, you're at least going to get the first pick in the draft. Absolutely. It uh, has me to be excited about. And they don't even get that. That's That's got to be the most heartbreaking thing. I mean, I have to say, on, on our scale, uh, this, I think, is the poster child for too bad. It, it, so, it's got to be. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if they aren't too bad, I don't know what is. So I They did I go 1-15 last year. Yeah, who'd they beat? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't recall. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one more thing. We're also going to throw this in. I, I was so caught up in the excitement of two truths and two lies that a new thing we're also going to mention, viewer uh, suggestion, is to give the Super Bowl odds for the team, just to kind of give context about what Vegas oh, thinks their chances yeah. are. So yeah. last week, you know, this is a new segment. So the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, their Super mm -hmm. Bowl odds are 70 mm -hmm. to 1. Towards the bottom of the pack, but mm -hmm. there were a few people much worse than them. And one of those is the team, the Cleveland Browns, who are dead last, tied with the San Francisco 49ers at 225 to 1. So if you if you go all in on the Browns and they, you know, win the Super Bowl this year, you will become a very rich man. I mean, that's the thing about the Browns, right? I mean, if if I were to pick the Browns, the one positive is that if they somehow made the playoffs and had a nice playoff run, it would be a very exciting thing. This would be, oh, uh, be like ha ha not happened in a right, right. But uh, yeah, if we're rating teams and we're saying that it's a problem if teams are too bad, which I think it is for me, uh, the Browns have to be too bad. So I'm going to give them a one out of 10 on this. All right. One out of 10. Now, something which can help them is when we talk about the division. So number two. Okay, yeah. And so, you know, we're adding this in because, you know, the division is a very interesting thing if you're rooting for a team to think about what, who are the main rivals going to be, you know, generally a team's biggest rival is within their division. And is the division, is it full of other interesting teams? Is it full of uh, rivalries? You know, when this team is playing those other teams, does it feel like this is a manufactured rivalry or does this feel like, hey, you really, you know, if you beat one of these teams, you're going to really care. 
I think it's a great category. I mean, you think about the fact we're going to see these teams six times per year. Absolutely. So they are, and they play, of course, in the AFC North. And their other three teams in the division are the Steelers, the Ravens, and Superfan Tony's own Cincinnati Bengals. And just for some context about this division, in the past nine years, two teams out of this division have won the Super Bowl. The Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012, and the Steelers won in 2008. So this is a division that certainly teams from it have uh, probably they've won uh, on average more than other divisions. So certainly at the top end of the division, they're very good teams. Now, Dan, question for you. Is is the Browns' biggest rival the Bengals because of the in-state situation? Or is it the Ravens because it's their former team that left and there's like some animosity there? Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. I would assume, I would have guessed it was the Steelers because everybody hates the Steelers, but oh, I really okay, don't know. Okay. You're right. I mean, should it be? I mean, I'm sure Super Fan Tony knows this, but it's true. It, like, it, it could be any of the. Like, if you're a Browns fan, you must hate the Ravens. Right, right, right. As, as you should. They're the team that left. Uh, but then again, I mean, I always think rivalries are usually very geographic things. At least I think of them that way. And the the Bengals being the other in-state in Ohio team, you know, that must be a natural rivalry as well. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what do you think about this division, Joe? What do you give it? I actually think it's a great division. I think there's a lot of uh, good football being played in this division other than the Browns. So That's true. Yeah, I, <laughs> the Browns are the one thing that kind of weakened the division. Uh, the Bengals have been good for a long time. Uh, and the Steelers and Ravens are pretty fun teams to watch in general. I think I would enjoy watching these division games. I think uh, it's kind of nice because it seems like the Browns actually have three teams that they don't, you know, that, that they could consider a division rival. So I'm going to go seven out of 10 on this one. All right. Very nice. Uh, on to number three, does the head coach meet a minimum threshold of competence? Okay. Now I don't know who the head coach of the Browns is. No, I'm not, um, not surprised the, at all. The last I remember was, uh, was Eric Mangini. Is he still the head coach? Uh, no, I don't even know okay. if he was the coach. I should have had all this information, but I don't, but the current coach, is Hugh Jackson, who when they got Hugh Jackson, it was considered an amazing hire, and they were very surprised that Hugh Jackson took the job. And he plays Wolverine, right? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Only in the offseason, though. Okay, okay. Um, even though they went 1-15, uh, I, I mean, I, maybe it's a bad <laughs> coaching debut, but from what I read, people still weren't saying... Hugh Jackson, terrible coach. It was just like, it was a terrible season. They didn't have the talent. Um, I think people are still okay with uh, Hugh Jackson. He's, he's a very uh, offensive-minded coach. Um, he w formerly was a head coach of the Raiders for, I think, a couple seasons. Um, he was with the Bengals for a long time. Uh, he was hired as the Bengals offensive coordinator, and he was interviewing for a few jobs. Apparently, he was supposed to go to the 49ers, and, but he picked the Cleveland instead for whatever reason. Uh, so it, it's really hard to say how good or bad of a coach he is because his team is the Browns. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to save that for the 49ers episode that, uh, that <laughs> there are coaches turning the 49ers down to go to the Browns. <laughs> that's, that's not a good sign. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm actually shocked to hear that they kept their one in fifteen coach. I mean, uh, if not for the ineptitude of the Chargers, 
uh, this could have been an 0-16 season. But it's it's his first year, and you know they're having to deal with how many co- how many coaches aren't given the grace period of a first year when you have have that bad a year. I think when you're given the Cleveland Browns, you gotta have some time, you know, to show off what you got. Because frankly, the one in fifteen season isn't that crazy. The year before they went three and thirteen. I mean, and from the stretch of twenty thirteen. To two, uh, from 2008 to 2013, the most wins they had in a season was five wins. They went four wins, five wins, five wins, four wins, five wins, four wins. So frankly, I'm saying if you're going one in 15, it, I don't think it really tells you anything. Yeah, he still went one in 15. I mean, that's that's not great. That's not great. I mean, I mean, the team was better before he got there. Presumably, they fired the previous head coach because they had only gotten three and 13. Look, I don't know. And now they're one in fifteen. Well, look, if you want to hold that one in fifteen against him, Joe, you're it, you're picking the team, not me. Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. We're gonna give that uh, three out of ten. Three out of ten. All right. So completely unknown, untested person. Five out of ten. Maybe after I see that movie Logan, if he's good, I'll bump it up. Okay. Number four, is the team evil? Oh yeah. Now we get to play our our famous game. Top third, middle third, bottom third. Tell me, Cleveland Browns, are they getting in trouble? Are they not getting in trouble? Give me, in the last five years, are they top third? They are clean, like your Los Angeles Chargers. Middle third, in the middle of the pack, or bottom third, getting in trouble all the time. If I recall correctly, I believe the Browns actually are quite, um, have quite a few troublemakers on their team. I'm having trouble remembering the exact incidents, but it seems like they are a pretty dysfunctional team uh, now that I think about it. So I'm going to guess that they're in the bottom third. You would be correct. They are. In the uh, in the last five years, they've had the fourth most incidents in the go. NFL. And I think one thing that separates the Browns from other teams is that the incidents are involving kind of big name players, you know, so you look at some of the other teams and it's like, you see the incidents and you're, you don't even know who the player is, you know, it's some lineman, whatever. So in the Browns, uh, the, on the incident list, they've got their star, uh, draft pick at one point, their first round quarterback, Johnny Manziel, who just mm-hmm. got into trouble. He only made the incident list one time because he was only like charged for a crime or arrested one time. But uh, for domestic violence, but um, you know, obviously Johnny Manziel had many more incidents in that. Uh, Josh, and is he still on the team? Or no, he is not on the team anymore. He is a free agent. You know, maybe he'll be playing for the Chargers next year. <laughs> uh, Josh Gordon, you know, probably their most yeah. talented player, yeah. uh, pulled over for speeding. Got well, he didn't have marijuana, but marijuana was in the car, and obviously he hasn't played a game in a very long time due to marijuana suspensions. Uh, you know, in the past, Greg Little, I don't know if he was, uh, I don't know how good he was, but his thing is, uh, his crime was accused of drag racing his 2011 Audi. <laughs> he left 40 yards of brake tracks after driving 127 miles an hour. It's just not, not very smart though. You know, I wouldn't say that, um, at least marijuana and drag racing aren't like evil crimes. It's true. It's not well, great. well, Johnny Mantel, domestic yeah, violence. Yeah, look, yeah, we're, that that goes without saying. But uh, 
you know. I've got one more, too. This one's okay, funny. Okay. Quentin Groves, a linebacker, was accused of responding to a sex for hire advertisement in a prostitution sting. He's an NFL football player. <laughs> Why does he need to pay for sex? I mean, I, I imagine it was the the after Tuesday evening rule. He was trying to comply with the rule. That's he needed to keep things quiet. But <laughs> You know, easiest way was to go out and buy a hooker. I, yeah, no, that's got to be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this team, look, look, it seems like if you're not going to be good and you're not going to be getting first round draft picks, at least like be a positive force in the community being, uh, what did you say? Fourth, fourth from the bottom. They've had the fourth most incidents in the league uh, in the past five yeah. years. That's terrible. That's terrible. And over the full 15-year history, they've had the ninth most. So they're they're in the top or they're in the bottom <laughs> third of behavior any way you slice it. I mean, what is this team putting their fans through in the poor Cleveland community? Two out of ten. Okay. It's not looking the scores are not looking good. All they right. could have a turnaround though. But here, hey, look, this is a wild card category. Our our super fans could not be more dubious of it, but let them let them have it. They don't you don't want to root for a team that Rob roots for. What does Rob think about the Cleveland Browns? Okay, this is actually this is this is going to surprise. Uh, well, we have two fans. One of them is Rob, so it won't surprise Rob. Um, but but uh, the Cleveland Browns are Rob's sixth favorite team. Wow, that high up. Uh, he says, uh, "Haven't their fans suffered enough?" I don't know what that's in reference to. And then he says, "Also, I generally root for the underdog. I like teams more when they aren't good." All right. So there you go. Uh, so, you know, any team that high on Rob's list needs to be correspondingly that low on my list. So three out of 10. Ouch. All right. Now we turn to the wonderful, beautiful uh, place of Cleveland, Ohio. Is this a city you would enjoy going to a game in? First, first take, probably not. Okay. I don't know much about Cleveland, but I've never had a desire to go to Cleveland. Um I think there's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. That's correct. That's it. I looked at the TripAdvisor top uh, 10 places. I'll stop you there. I'm not interested in Rock and Roll. Okay. No, th no thank you. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was uh, number four on the list. Oh, number four. Okay. What are the top three? All right. Well, I only have the top two listed, but the number one was the Cleveland Museum of Art. Great. Okay. Art loving people. And uh, number two, the Cleveland Orchestra. And uh, oh, another yeah. funny well, thing is uh, the... Uh, baseball stadium is in the top 10. I think the basketball arena is like just around the top 10 or something like that. And the football stadium is in the twenties. <laughs> and of course their baseball team should have won the world series last year. Their basketball team did win the uh, NBA finals last year. So if you're a fan, I mean, it's just crazy for a Cleveland fan to have these teams on the rise and then have the Browns Except for the Browns who are just yeah. continually inept. And doesn't that make the Browns' failure that much worse? I, I think it has. I mean, I think if you're if you live in Cleveland, at least look my, you know, w both of us live in cities where we neither of us have won our, our city. I mean, San Diego hasn't won a championship since the 1960s, uh, it, which was even still the AFL. You know, Washington D.C. The last time they won was in the early 90s when I was six years old. So neither of us have even felt you know, the joy of winning a championship, something every single person in Cleveland shared with us until, you know, seven months we ago. We had good company in Cleveland. When right. the uh, Cavaliers came back and they almost felt it again when they almost won the World Series. But then, you know, of course, it's crushing heartbreak. 
And at least when all three professional teams were bad, and I don't know if they have a hockey team or not, but but when those three professional teams were bad, there was the terribleness was shared amongst multiple teams. But now I feel like all the awfulness of sporting in Cleveland is just concentrated within the Browns. But but you know, to this question that we're talking about right now, I would just say there's nothing I'm hearing about Cleveland right now, and maybe our many many Ohio-based listeners can enlighten me on this, but there's nothing that I'm hearing now about Cleveland that makes me more likely to want to visit them. So I'm going to give it a four out of 10. All right. Well, believe me, I've got some good stuff from our Cleveland or our Ohio based super fan Tony in uh, learning about the fan base. But, uh, uh, you know, Ohio is a very diverse place and, and uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, they have some opinions about each other. We'll get to. All right. Number seven. This is an easy one. Does the team have player or players you could put on your fantasy roster? Not a powerhouse team, I would say. No. I, I, so I think the star of a fantasy team, if um, you're looking for Cleveland players, would be their wide receiver, Terrell Pryor, who was formerly a quarterback at the Ohio State University, I think. Uh, but he's now a converted wide receiver, and he actually had a very good season. 1,000 yards, four touchdowns on the Browns, which is incredible considering the people throwing him the ball. He was probably he was owned in most leagues. You know, he's not a star, but he's, he's getting starts week in, week out. They had two running backs who, uh, Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson Jr., who both, I think Duke Johnson had a couple weeks where he was good. Isaiah Crowell was... He's a good second running back, I guess, and was throughout the whole season. But neither of them uh, are in the top. They're not any of them running back number ones. They're all. What are the odds that uh, this is the year that Josh Gordon doesn't get suspended for the entire season? I can't can't even say I've been following it, but that must be so terrible to be a a Brown (laughs) fan. And just every year you're your best player. You think he's going to play. You hope he's going to play. And then he gets suspended for the entire season. I feel like all the Browns players that you're listing aren't the teams that you want to own in a fantasy season. They're the team, they're the players that you end up owning in a fantasy season. After your starting running back gets injured and you're like, I guess I'm going to pick up Isaiah Crowell. Like, sure. (laughs) I don't even know how to pronounce his name. He plays for a team and will get the ball 10 times in a game. So, sure, why not? I mean, the thing uh, about the Browns is whenever you're starting a player, you're, the main knock against him is you're like, they're on the Browns, you know? That's tough. <laughs> you know, they, if the Browns get shut out in a week, who's surprised? Yeah, nobody, clearly. Uh, okay, so, yeah, no, this is, once again, a category where, unfortunately, the Browns are not excelling. We are we are breezing through these, Dan. I know. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to give them a... Uh, one out of ten on this one, to be honest. One, I mean, I oh, come on! You can't. Who am get... I drafting? Who am I taking? Uh, Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor at least is worth a point. I, I think there are some teams that have less fantasy value than this because I think they have one player. He he had a thousand yard season. I mean, he's on fantasy teams. He's not, you know, a star. He was not drafted in the first round or two. But look, he, they have a wide receiver who has a thousand yard season, and he well, he missed a couple of games. Of he missed all a couple right, of games all too. Right, all right. All right. I will not stand by for them to get a one out of 10. Do they have the first pick in the draft this year? They do. They do. Right, they got it. Okay. So, I mean, maybe they'll draft someone fantasy worthy. It's uh, true. Okay. All right. Two and a half out of 10. Our first half point. So, our first half point. Well, Just to appease you. You make the rules. 
All right. Number eight. Is the owner a monster? Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Who's the owner of the Cleveland Browns? Uh, Paul Brown. No, I have no idea. Zero idea. Okay. So this is interesting. Of course, I had no idea too. His name is Jimmy Haslam. So Jimmy Haslam bought the team for a billion dollars four years ago. Jimmy Haslam's dad founded a truck stop company where truckers stop to, you know, get gasoline and, you know, food and whatever else. Shit. Yeah. I don't want to go into it. Jimmy Haslam inherited, well, his dad, I think it's still alive, but Jimmy Haslam now runs a company, uh, got a lot of money from his ownership in the company. You know, he's a billionaire. His brother is the governor of Tennessee, also a billionaire. Oh, interesting. And as of this, the, the Wikipedia said, as of last year, his brother was the um, richest publicly elected official in the country as worth $2 billion. And uh, I think that might still be the case. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not all great. In 2014, the FBI raided the headquarters of the company, which at the time, Jimmy Haslam was not the CEO of, to investigate a massive scam the FBI believed they were doing on truckers where they promised they would give truckers a rebate if they bought all of their gas at these truck stops for this company. You know, their company's called Pilot Flying J. And if they got all their gas there, they would get a, a rebate over, you know, that accrued and, um, you know, to show their loyalty. Well, they apparently from very high levels of the company, the people were instructed, hey, if the trucker doesn't seem like they care about the rebate or they don't seem like they have been counting out the details of the rebate, uh, just shortchange them. Just don't give them the full rebate. And look, if the trucker seems like they're on the, on the ball, give them the full thing. But if they don't, just give them less. And um, so this news story is actually in the news recently because two weeks ago, eight high-level executives, including the former CEO of the company, were indicted. But Jimmy Haslam, at, as of at this point, has not been charged with anything. But... Um, it could be a little dirty. Well, and I mean, it sounds like like essentially a truck stop version of what he's been giving the fans of Cleveland all along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't they don't care enough. Maybe they won't notice that we're giving them a terrible team. It's true. I think they do notice, but that's true. I mean, he 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 sounds like a monster. I will say, and I don't know where to give credit to this. I don't know where this goes in the scoring. But the one thing that's interesting about the Browns, and I don't know if he was the original owner when it when it came back to Cleveland. No, no, no. So he he bought the he team wasn't. four years ago. So he's very okay. new in the game. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I will say that there's one thing about Cleveland that I like is that they're sort of living the dream right now of what all of us San Diegans hope for one day, that we'll get the Chargers back in San Diego. But... It, it seems to me like that has nothing to do with this owner whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, this guy doesn't sound like a great owner, though I imagine that um, we're going to get some worse examples of, of NFL owners with the teams to come. So I'll give him a 3 out of 10. All right, 3 out of 10. It's, it's the highest so far. <laughs> it might be the highest all year with, with all the teams. Okay. Number nine, rate the uniform and the logo. 
Now, this is a very... Ooh, this is a tough one. Well, this yeah. is very interesting that we're doing the Browns second because the Browns are the only team in the NFL that does not have a logo on their helmet. Yeah, their logo is their helmet. <laughs> when you see like the picture of the Browns logo. Yeah, well, they're the Browns. But it's not even a brown helmet. It's an orange helmet. Well, I mean, I, it's a shade of brown. Orange is not a shade of brown. Wow. Look, if it were... <laughs> I, if it gets I, some dirt on it. I like the simplicity of it. If it were a brown helmet, just commit. You're the Browns. Make your helmet brown. Say, we don't have a logo because we're brown and our helmet's brown. But the helmet isn't even brown. It's orange. If they were the oranges, I'd be all for that. It's got to be the laziest uniform and logo design of any team. But don't you admire the simplicity? If it were brown, absolutely. But it's just confusing at this point. If I were an alien coming down from space and I had to guess the name of the team based solely on the helmet, brown would never be my pick. But there's some brown in the helmet. I mean, maybe like inadvertently, but I don't think there's any more brown. Yeah, there's like a the brown, brown stripe. Helmet. Yeah, that's just not just enough. look at a picture of the helmet. All right, all right, hold on. But you're right; hold it on. is it is mostly orange. I mean, I, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was brown, but it, it's most definitely not brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see. Browns helmet. This is. Oh my god, it's orange. Riveting it's podcast stuff orange. here. It's completely orange. Uh, are are we allowed to give negative scores? No. Well, it's your list, but no, I'm forbidding it. This is a zero out of ten. Wow, the first zero. Wow, it's it's a simple logo. I mean, it's not. It's not. There is no logo. It's <laughs> true. There is not a logo. There is not a logo. All right, look, zero out of ten. Boy, Browns are not doing well. I mean, hopefully they can start to have a comeback here. Number ten. Do they play a style of play that you would enjoy watching? I mean, as far as I know, I don't think so. Their style of play seems to be losing. I was, I have no research on this because I have never seen the Cleveland Browns play. The only thing I know about the Cleveland Browns is that RG3, my a person right. that I spent a great deal of my fandom rooting for and loving and watching many games, started a few games for them. I drafted him in fantasy teams. He did not oh, seem. He did not seem. He did not uh, hit the starting lineup. So, <laughs> I'm guessing that. I mean, they went one in fifteen. There, there. It could not have been that interesting. And I thought, oh, maybe they went one in fifteen, but they were keeping the game close. But if you look at the advanced metrics, you know, they were second to last in DVOA. I, they're just. They're not a good team. Two out of ten. Two out of ten. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's pretty generous. What is interesting about this fan base? Now, this is where... Uh, Let's get into it. No, oh, Joe Picks, Super Fan Tony, had some very, very interesting things to say about their fan base. And I'll tell you, there are some riveting stories coming out of this fan base. <laughs> First, just to set the stage, just to set the scene, I'm uh, going to play a YouTube video... I don't even know who this is. I think he's a, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, here we go. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. Uh, so, of course. That was the Browns head coach. No, 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 no. That's the Cincinnati head coach. So the story behind this quote is that they're playing in Cincinnati 
Cincinnati fans are misbehaving. So the Cincinnati coach or whoever this guy is gets on the thing and says, hey, <laughs> you don't live in Cleveland. Stop acting like this. And then apparently everybody started behaving. So like the ultimate example for a Bengals fan of bad behavior is a Cleveland fan. Just you're in Cincinnati. It's like, don't act like Cleveland fans. <laughs> okay. So that's just, to, that's just to get us started. And then that's the appetizers. Now the main course is Bottlegate. There's an oral history of this that is just <laughs> amazing. That just goes through all the key players, but Bottlegate. Okay. <laughs> Bottlegate. Okay. I can't wait. In 2001... The Cleveland Browns were six and six, and they weren't terrible. They're playing the four and eight. It's a great season so it's far. Great, for the Browns. Great, I mean, it's incredible by Browns standards. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're four and eight. It's coming into it. So the Browns, you know, come on. They're favorites to win. They would go to seven and six, be right in the playoff playoff contention. Late in the fourth quarter, they're down by five. They're driving deep into Jaguars territory. I think they're on the twelve yard line. It's fourth and two. They complete a pass. The receiver sort of juggles the ball. He sort of holds it against his hip, but it's ruled a catch. They run up to the line. Their, their quarterback is Tim Couch at the time, number one pick, and he spikes the ball. So the you know the the uh, back judge is like ruling incomplete pass. You know for the spiking the ball, stop the clock. But no, mm-hmm. the official, the main official, goes back in time and says the previous play, but not the previous play, the play before that that happened is under review, the catch. So, you know, the rule... This is after the next play has already been called. The next play is they spotted the ball, they snapped the ball, they spiked the ball, the field judge is ruling it incomplete. It's The next play's happened, but they go back in time, they review the play because they say it was like there was a radio communication problem, whatever. They review the play, they rule it incomplete pass. They say he did not have possession of the ball, like juggled that. it. So, the fans go insane and they just start throwing stuff onto the field they're throwing like mostly <laughs> bottles of beer on the field it, like the end zone is i mean there are hundreds thousands of maybe not thousands but there are hundreds of beer and they're just showering down onto the field and nobody knows what to do like the announcer is going crazy he's like they gotta the officials have to control this these fans are like it the official comes on the PA and just says they're at this point, you know, that it was fourth down. So the incomplete pass means the Jaguars get the ball. They were just going to kneel it out and the game was going to be over. But whatever. There are 48 seconds left on the clock. The official just says the game is over. That's it. Just calls the game. They just call the game with 48 seconds left because the field is in so much chaos. Stuff is showering <laughs> on the field. And so then the, uh, you know, everybody just starts running off the field, you know, the, which I mean, they never call NFL games early. No, That's no, like not a it's, thing it's that crazy. Happens. The, the players are running off the field for the opposing team. They're just being smashed with <laughs> the official or the the um, the commentator is like, this is dangerous. He's like, somebody just got their head split open by a bottle. <laughs> oh my God. And then the officials, they just are like, puddle, put their hands over their heads and they just start running off the field into the tunnel and they're just being, you know, beer bottles are flying down. And uh, according to... Tony, and uh, this was somewhat corroborated, this is why you cannot get plastic beer <laughs> bottles at any NFL game because of the Cleveland oh, any of, They ruined it for all well, of Well, so they started, I read that it was like, at first, after this game, they banned it in Cleveland, but then they just started banning it more and more, like content stadiums where the you know fans might get uh, 
you know, a little rowdy. And then I think it's just banned everywhere. I don't know if Tony gave us this information as a way to denigrate the Cleveland fans, but I'll tell you, it actually makes me like them more. <laughs> this is, this is, this is a tough bunch of people. Look, these are people who have stuck it out for so many bad years of Browns football. They remained fans when the team left, got their team back, and then jokes on them, the team's awful, <laughs> terrible. Even wor- no, worse than before. <laughs> worse than they were. The team that left has won the Super Bowl. That's correct. They won the Super Bowl twice. <laughs> They're terrible. So, you know, I have to think, if you've remained a Browns fan through all of this business, you know, you're going to throw a bottle or two every now and again. All right. I got to give some respect to the Browns fans. Uh, I actually like the you don't live in Cleveland as my new like comeback whenever someone's being rude. I'm going to try and integrate that into my daily life. I'm going to give this group a seven out of ten. Wow. Backfired on Tony. It did, Big time. Wow. Big time. Wow. And Joe, we finish off with the most unscientific, ridiculous part of the show. Rate the drink. But 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 perhaps the most important of the rankings. Uh, well, this could help the Browns. <laughs> well, it's a shame for the Browns because, uh, well, you had this adventure of, you know, going to like five different markets to try and find your sweet vermouth. Uh, because I have a uh, large family of many children, I don't have the luxury that you have of shopping around. So I, I use dry vermouth <laughs> in my drink, which uh, I've, I've now learned is not an equal substitute. Well, wait, for you can't vermouth. rate the drink if you made the wrong drink. I, I'm sorry. I mean, look, look, it's sort of the Browns fall for having a drink that involved an inaccessible uh, type of alcohol. So, uh, yeah, I'll give them a few extra points for the fact that I did use the wrong ingredient in their drink. But, uh, <laughs> but I thought, I thought mine it, was pretty good. Yeah. I, you know what? I I'm really looking forward to trying this drink once with the right ingredients. But uh, for now, I think they're going to get a four out of ten. Wow. Four out of ten. All right. Let's total up the score here. Now, just to, uh, you know, set the baseline last week using a a semi-different scoring system since we mixed up some questions here and there. But the uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, went off at a 62. Mm -hmm. And so the Mm -hmm. Cleveland Browns come in at 38.5. Wow. 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 So now we ask the key question, Joe. We put them in the maybe pile or are we ready to just say this isn't going to be your team? Well, I'm sad to say for the Browns and all their bottle throwing fans that they unfortunately will not be moving on. But I will say I've, I've learned some important things today about the Browns. The first is that I think that they maybe should be called the Cleveland Pauls. The second is that uh, they really need to change their helmet to Brown and they need to find a logo. I think there's a lot of different Brown things in the world that you can make into a logo. They just need to pick one and make it their logo. Uh, and lastly, I think their, their players might be doing better if they had sex after Tuesday. It's it's true. Every week I'm in that I have sex after Tuesday is a good week. (laughs) So, uh, unfortunately the Browns will not be moving on with us through the rest of this process. All right. Our first reject and as our final order of business, I have put all the teams into random.org. Oh yeah. Come on. Somebody good. Somebody good. Somebody good. I'm not going to make the Wawa Land joke here. I'm just going to announce the real team. <laughs> it is, oh, wow, the Denver Broncos. 
Wow, the Denver Broncos. Wow, that's interesting. That's exciting. Super Bowl I'll tell winners. You, I'll tell you the thing that's exciting about the Broncos, not to get too into it, but when you lose an NFL team, one thing that you lose is your old animosities. And the Broncos are a team that I was obligated to hate as a Charger fan. But now we're in a new frontier. Maybe the Broncos are the team for me. It's possible. Anything's possible, Joe. Dan, remind me again, what what should people email us at if they have questions? So, oh yeah. First, oh my God. JoePicksPod.com. Go there. We've got our iTunes links. We just got approved to the Google Play Store. This means somebody in the Apple headquarters listened to our podcast, gave it the thumbs up. And just wow. today, somebody at Google listened to our podcast wow. and gave it the thumbs up. Go there. Leave us reviews. Poor bastards. I, we're just a couple reviews away from the top 10 list on iTunes. And if you want to uh, get have your uh, opinions heard on the podcast, NFL at JoePicksPod.com. It's the links on the website. Go there. Send I us mail. We will read whatever feedback we get. We'll read it, definitely. Even if it's negative. Not, we're going to be reading emails about penis enhancement, but sure. Wow. I, there, I will use some basic amount of spam filtering, you know. You don't want to you don't encourage them, Joe. All right, Dan. That's it. Looking forward to next week. Thanks a lot. Uh, Denver Broncos. All right. See you, Joe.